Are you ready to talk about the foundational principles of business? I have Tavana Denise on the podcast today, and she is teaching us those through her ABCs of impact. How do we create more income, more impact, and more flow in our business? And it is really good. She breaks it down and talks about it. I want you to be thinking, what area do I need to work in, work on the most in the next six months as you're listening to her talk and share? And then also she shares with us the one area that most coaches do not have set up in the very beginning. Ooh, what's it going to be? Do you have this set up? Are you driving around burning up all your gas? Are you taking the scenic route, the tollway, or the train? You'll understand what I'm talking about when you listen to what she shares about that. The other thing I want you to be thinking about, I always picture it. There's um, where you are now and there's where you want to be. And there's a gap in the middle. And in that gap, it's either a mindset gap or a skill gap. That's how I've always thought about it. But she shares one other gap that it could be. And I love this. I am adopting this principle, this thought process, because it's really helpful when I think about it. So be looking for that too. And I have a brand new workshop coming up on January 26th. It's called Three Simple Steps to an Organized and Profitable Coaching Business. Register for that using the link in the show notes, or you can always go to my website, simplysquaredaway.com. And there should be a bar across the top with a link to register for the workshop. I will see you there. You don't want to miss that. And now let's get into the interview with Tavana Denise. Are you ready to work less, feel more organized and productive, streamline repetitive tasks, and implement systems that allow your coaching business to run smoothly even without you? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Organized Coach Podcast, your go-to source for practical tips and solutions. I'm your host, Tracy Hoth, professional organizer, certified life coach, simplifying expert, and most of all, down-to-earth fellow coach just like you. No matter if you think you're missing the organizing gene, have ADHD, or just love anything organizing, I'm here to help you become an organized coach with a business that works for you. Pull up a seat and let's get started. I'm so thrilled today to have Tavana on the podcast and what she had mentioned a long time ago to have to talk about is five foundational elements of a coaching business that's designed to scale. And of course, the one thing that most coaches forget to do in the beginning that make running the business exhausting and difficult to scale. So when I read that, I was like, yes, yes, I want to know myself and I want her to share with all of us. So welcome to Vana. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Tracy. Why don't you introduce in your words, tell us what you do and who you help? Oh, for sure. Well, on the internet streets, I'm known as Tavana Denise, and so that's where you can find me. But as a former physical therapist, I realized really late, actually, that that's what I do for people's businesses. People come to me when their businesses aren't moving like they should or when they hurt when they try to move the business. And so what I do is I use a technique that I call minimalist marketing to help people create better flow in their business, a better flow of clients. And so that's what I'm up to these days. 
I love it. And when I read minimalist marketing strategist, it just made me so happy. And I was thinking not because minimalist is better, but because to me as an organizer, it's easier. Everything is easier when you have less stuff. So when your business is less complicated, it makes it easier. I'm so glad you got that. I figured you would pick up on that as an organizer <laughs> yourself. And, and coming up with that concept was really helpful to me to really be able to explain what I was doing with people all of these years, because to me, stuff hurts when you try to move it, even if it is moving, like even if you have a business that on paper is successful because you're making a certain amount of money, but you're working more hours than you did when you had a job, you're exhausted, you're on your phone 24 seven because you've created a system or a setup that causes you to be doing the most or doing all the things or doing all the things by yourself. Like most of us didn't get into business for that. And so what I really was intentional about was figuring out how do I articulate what I really do for people in a way that they understand. And the people that get it, they're like, where have you been? I need, I just like need my business to be more simple. And really for a lot of coaches, because we didn't get into business to be marketers, that is the problem. We've been taught that we've got to be all going live every week and being on social three, five, eight times a day or week or whatever it is. And like, that's not what we got into business for. And so mm -hmm. I'm always thinking, how do I make this more simple? How do I make this more fun? Yes. Ah, oh, it just makes my shoulders relax <laughs> to hear you talk about that. Yeah, that's good. And I always think it's interesting. I was talking to someone yesterday where people find out, oh, there's someone there that can help me do that. I hadn't really thought about that or I hadn't heard it in that way. And that's exactly what I need. So that's, I love how you combine your physical therapy background with that. And it just explains it so well. So I cannot wait to ask you. So let's dive in. What? Let's just start. You want to say all of them at once or do you want to go one by one? Let's do an overview and then we can break them down one by one because okay. what Tracy's talking about is what I believe to be the foundational principles of business. And I like to make, as you have already explained, I like to make things super simple. And so when I think about these foundational principles, sometimes we get some pushback, especially from people who have been in business two or three or more years. And so what, what it really amounts to these foundational principles of business is that these are what I call the ABCs of impact. Mm -hmm. And so how do we create impact in our business, which is what most of us got into business for? How do we create more income for ourselves and our families? How do we create flow? And so I believe that that means that you have to have some foundations in your business. One of which is you have to be able to attract people into your business the mm -hmm. and, and the best fit clients, because why are we doing this if we're just going to work with anybody? I think I get that from being in healthcare and having to work with anybody that was on the list, whereas <laughs> I have control over who I work with as a coach. So that's one. The other one is you have to be able to build rapport and build relationships with the people that you will serve and the people that will send potential clients to you. The third thing that you need to be able to do as a foundation is you need to be able to convert these people from 
potential clients to paying clients. Otherwise, what are we doing? And then the fourth one is we need to be able to deliver the services that we sold. Mm. And then the fifth one that many, many, many people overlook because it's not sexy is we have to evaluate what we're doing in our business in each of those areas. And that is super important. And we'll get to it, I'm sure, as we dive deep. But that's super important because so often people's businesses are not moving like they should and or they hurt when they try to move them because they've not taken time to evaluate each of those ABCs. They haven't taken time to say, okay, with this attraction strategy, it, one, is it working? What parts of it are working? That's a big distinction. We'll, we're quick to say, I tried webinars, for example, and they didn't work. And I'm like, hold your horses, friend. There are five parts that could work or break down in a webinar, which part or which parts didn't work. And then we have something to work with. So I'll pause there so you can tell me what's coming up for you. Well, what comes up when you get to the evaluate is like, like, that's where really, I think it's so helpful to have a coach that walks you through evaluating. So maybe some people like it. Some people are big numbers. People or look at the data. I'm like, just ignore that. <laughs> Let's just do the next thing. Let's take action. So that part, oh, I can't wait to get to that just to see, okay, how do we evaluate? But having someone there to see what you may be missing, I think would be super important. So let's, yeah, let's start with number one. So with attracting, again, I talk with coaches, consultants, experts all the time about this, because again, we didn't, most of us didn't get into business for the business part. We got into it for the coaching and for the people part. Mm -hmm. And so what do we do when we don't know how to do something? We go look at the rest of the world and say, well, how are they doing it? What are yes. they doing? And so what most of us have, or a lot of us have found coaching through social media, or we're on social media and we see the business coaches, the marketers marketing on social media. And so we think that must be the way. That's the way that everybody's doing it. That's the way that everybody's making money and being successful with it. And therefore I have to do it. Or we see the podcasts or we see the webinars or we see the ads, whatever. It's 50 billion different ways that yeah. you can let the people know that you exist who need your help. So we get out there and we just do a bunch of things and we never, I'm going to go back to evaluate, we never take the time to figure out, well, what, what is working? What isn't working? What parts are working? What parts aren't working? Do I even like this thing? Does this feel good to me? We don't, we don't evaluate in those kinds of ways. So that's the thing that I would say about attract first is like, are you using an aligned strategy to attract people into your world? And attract for me doesn't necessarily mean zillions of people. It means quality. It means the right people. It means the people, not just clients, potential clients, but the people who know the people that need to know you exist. Yeah. So when I think about that, and let's just say newer coaches that might be listening, is it something that you, when you think about it, you have to try a lot of different things then to see what works, what didn't, what you like, what you don't like. 
Well, I think there's a fair amount of trial and error in any part of business. Otherwise, like we wouldn't have so many different successful businesses and successful Mm -hmm. types of business because there are so many things at work. But when I'm working with people, what I'm really also looking at is your personality, your preferences, your strengths and your stage of business to make sure that we're aligning the different things because all of the things don't all of the things do work, but that doesn't mean that all of the things work for everybody at the same time. Okay. And so you, you really have to think about that with your business. Like, is this thing aligned with my personality? What introverts do is different than what extroverts do. Is this aligned with my preferences? just simple audio written visual. If you're not a strong writer, but you have strong oratory skills, then you might not be wanting to use the same strategy. Is this aligned with my strengths? Same thing. Is my, or my stage of life or business. Mm. This is coming into play with me. So if I think about one of my good girlfriends, she had a three-year-old at home and she was listening to Gar- Grant Cardone and uh, Gary V, Hustle Harder and 10X and all of these things. And she was like, bro, I can't do that. I have kids. <laughs> and you have a wife that's actually taking care of the kids. I'm taking care of the kids and running the business. So when we think about like stage of life and stage of business, that wasn't available to her then. Now her daughter's like 13. I can't even believe it. And then same thing with me. Now I'm going into my mother's getting older and there are certain responsibilities that I'm taking on. So when I say stage, I'm saying stage of life, but I'm also saying stage of business. When we look at people who are doing, let's say, group programs or webinars or things like that, if you didn't take the time to really understand your client, your ideal client, what they need and that kind of thing, you maybe will not have the results that you want with the strategy that you saw the multiple six or seven figure coach have. And then you may be tempted to say that the thing doesn't work. It does work. That's why they're using it. That's why they're saying that it's working. That's why they're excited to tell you about it because it is working. Mm-hmm. However, comma, we have to say, is it working for what stage of business you're in? And then just to throw another factor in that I look at is, is it working for your business model? Because some of the things that I see coaches doing works very well for someone who has, let's say, a low ticket offer. They need to run high volume to it versus a person who has a mid to high ticket, high touch offer. They don't need those numbers. So this goes back to us doing a lot of work unnecessarily, doing more unnecessarily, but you didn't match the strategy with the business model or the stage of business that you're in. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, I just think as someone listening, maybe like, oh, well, okay. So what do I do? (laughs) What should I do? Evaluate all that. Look at who your client is, where they are. Look at what you enjoy. Look at your business. So in your stage of life and then make a decision and commit to certain things. Yeah. So I'm just, I would just look at those things, personality, preference, strengths, stage. Think of that Mm -hmm. and then say, okay, what is the personality type of this person that's giving me this advice or this person that's doing this thing? Mm -hmm. If I'm an introvert, are they an extrovert? Mm -hmm. 
doesn't mean toss the thing, but it does mean you want to be intentional and or mindful that I may not show up or be able to show up like this person is. So I want to be thinking about that. Um, preferences. If somebody is saying go live uh, on video every day, and that is just not your thing, mm-hmm. then you might want to say that might not be the strategy for me. Because there are other people who are still writing and blogging and doing very well, you know, so personality preference, strength, same thing. And then stage of business, look at the stage that the person is in that's giving that advice. Are they talking to someone that's at their same level of business? And, or if you don't know, you could just ask really like, what would I need to have in place to be? able to effectively execute on that strategy. Mm -hmm. Like, are they saying they have a team of five or 19 people and you're a team of one? Mm -hmm. Now you are attracting people. Yeah. So then you're you're attracting. So A, that's attracting. And B, you have to build rapport and build relationships with them. And so I think there's a balance. There's going to be some people who see your stuff, they hear your message and they're ready to go right now. They've been waiting for you to appear in front of them. But that's not everybody who finds out about you. And so how do you build the relationship? How do you uh, help educate or help those the people who want to make a change in their lives and or work with you in particular to make a certain change in their lives? How do you make them feel safe? How do you make them feel comfortable to, na- to take the next step towards their transformation and or working with you as the person who'd be their guide? And I think this is a huge thing that a lot of coaches and experts get mixed up because we have our own podcast, we have our own social media platforms, we have our own Facebook groups, for example. And those are strategies to build rapport and build relationships with people. And what I see a lot of people do with their social media is they just start posting a bunch of times on social media, for example, thinking that that's what's going to attract the clients. No, that's where you build rapport and build relationships with the people who you've already attracted into your world. Ooh, that's such a good point. As I evaluate my own, like what I'm doing. So yeah, I was thinking of attracting for me that I love speaking. I love teaching. So that's a lot of my, what I'm focused on with attracting, but then the nurture, the building that relationship. Ooh, yeah. Am I doing that? What could I do to improve that? That's fun to think about. Mm -hmm. Totally. Because I think, and it's the age old, so I'll take it away, but most from what I see a lot of coaches do, but think about it like this. If you're an author of a book, what I see is a lot of authors, and I have written a book as well, is we spend so much time on writing the book or the project of the book. But that's only one project. There are two projects to complete. One is the book and one is getting the book into the hands of the people who need it. And so when we're creating content, whether that's in book format, podcasts, social media posts, emails, we still have to get that content into the hands of the people, which is why I spend so much time and emphasis on the attract portion of the ABCs of impact with people because I have seen it so many times with the coaches that they're doing all of the social, they're creating, let's say it this way, they're creating all the content, 
mm-hmm. which is there to nurture people, which is there to build rapport and relationships with people, but they don't have either anybody reading right. that content or enough people reading the content or enough of the right people reading that content. Mm-hmm which is why it becomes this exercise on the content treadmill that never takes them anywhere. And it's yeah. exhausting and it's frustrating and it breaks my heart to see it. But if we can just say, okay, social media, having my own podcast, writing a book, having my own a Facebook group, all of these platforms that we own, that is the nurture part. That is B in this. That's building rapport and building relationships. If you are only doing that, you still need to go attract people mm-hmm. to that. Yes. Oh, this is good. I love the ABCs. Now I have them written <laughs> down and I'm looking at them. <laughs> Anything that you find, I mean, I, it, it, I know it totally depends on your stage and where you're at, but in building relationships, anything you do personally, that's like your top part of that. Yeah. What well, is actually the A strategy is networking. Okay. It's networking, which I know some people's stomachs just turned over when I said <laughs> the N word networking, <laughs> but networking is truly how you and I are in this space right now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. We put a post, I make, I reached out. We've been like making from afar, looking at each other across the virtual room. <laughs> that's networking. Like yeah. that's what it is. Networking, take that word out if it makes your stomach hurl and put in being a good human, being a, making friends. Connecting. For me, connecting, making friends, meeting new people. That's really all it's about. Mm-hmm. And so I have to, I mean, I, if it would take us way too long to go down this rabbit hole, but there's, I think one of the challenges why networking feels so gross and re- makes people not want to do it is because many, many people look at it in a very transactional way. Mm-hmm. If I exchange business cards with you, then you need to be my client or you need to refer me a client or whatever. And I just think it's much more relaxed than that. I think it's, I looked at Tracy across the virtual room. We waved, we said, hi, we had a few words. We went off, holidays happen. We come back when we come back. Mm -hmm. I think if we allow think the rhythm to flow how it it naturally will it won't be so gross and if we don't look at it as a transactional thing because I think that's the big problem with Mm -hmm. a lot of the things that we do too I keep picking on social media I'm on a rampage about that right now Mm -hmm. but like we put a post out and we expect the client back we go to a networking meeting or we do one coffee we we expect a client back and i think if we can just let some of that go and just get to know the humans in front of us whether we're separated by a, a computer screen or not it's just going to be a lot easier our business is going to be more free flowing people are going to reach back out to you when they think of you yeah and so and it, for me networking is huge yeah it is a whole mindset thing you know, to change how you're thinking about it. I like how you said, just be human. It's just humans like connecting and being, I don't know, acting like that. It's that's good. That's a good way to put it, but it is continually making that mindset shift as far as what networking was or used to be, or how you think about it versus no, I'm going to make some friends. 
Totally. And I don't know who this person is in front of me. I don't know who they are to me because there's different types of people in any networking situation, but I'm, I'm here to find out. Yeah. And when, when I come in with curiosity about the person in front of me, who they are, who they might be to me, who we might be together, then I could just exhale and I can be open and I can go with the flow because mm-hmm. I'm not pressed to get anything from this person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay. So attract and then build rapport. And then the C is convert. Convert. Yeah. Convert. I mean, that's a, it's a, it's a little bit stronger word, but it, it fit in the ABCs, but converting them from potential client to a paying client. Cause that's where, that's where, that's where the exchange happens. So somebody has been checking you out and then you have some sort of conversation, whether that's in the DMS, whether you send an email, whether you have a consultation sales calls, that's, you have to be able to help that person make the decision to move from interested to invested in making that change in their lives and making that change with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they convert and then you deliver. Yeah. You, you deliver. I think most of the people listening to this have no problem with that. Delivery is easy. We love coaching. We love being in the people, give us all the people, but the attract and the convert are the two biggest areas where I see uh, a lot of our shortcomings because for so many different reasons, but the two that stand out for me is the marketing and the visibility issues that a lot of us have. And mm-hmm. then the conversion with sales and any negative sales experience or any of our mindset stuff with money. That's where those two get the, become the most sticky. So convert is just really like, okay, moving them from potential to paying client and then delivering is delivering what you sold. And I think because we are coaches and we don't have a problem with that, but we do Here's the caveat for deliver is the difference between one-on-one where we're in a one-on-one situation, we're meeting the client where they are each week or bi-weekly or however you see them to if we go from a one-on-one to one-to-many model. And that's where I tend to see some breakdown, especially as clients scale, since that's what we're talking about here mm-hmm. is the business moves, but it hurts when it moves. Right. So one-on-one, we were mostly trained to be one-on-one coaches, being a group coach or a one-to-one, one-to-many coach is a different, it requires a number of different skill sets. And that's why I talk about the ABCs of impact, those five foundational principles being the, the foundation upon which you scale from. Because think about if you haven't figured out how to attract people in your world and build and nurture with them and convert effectively from potential to paying clients, what we see is a total or or almost total breakdown when you try to scale Yeah, to one to many. Well, and I think too, in the deliver, I mean, we may be good at the coaching because we're trained in that. I think it's part of that too is creating a system like an onboarding system, especially when you get to many that you have something structure there too, to be able to deliver. A hundred percent. And, and that's the thing like of this. So when I think about there's many skills that you didn't maybe mm-hmm. weren't trained on, didn't have to use or develop when you're a one-on-one coach, they 
all come into play when you do one to many and you start to scale because now if you were onboarding one every month or two or whatever, you can just willy nilly do whatever. But if you do a launch and you have 10, 20 people coming in, now we have to have a system. Now we have to have processes in place. Now we have to have software system support in place that we probably didn't have to think about before. And this is where your people can work with you because it's like your business now has to be more organized. Do you mm -hmm. have to have structure, systems, software support in place to be able to manage that number of people? And then within the delivery place, being a facilitator of a group or coaching a group is a very different skill than when you do one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. And all the mindset that comes up with that and questioning or doubt or whatever else happens there. Yeah. It's just a different level. And I think people think when they scale up from one-on-one -on -one to group, oh, it's going to be better because I make more money and da, da, da. But I'm like, hey, guess what? Knock, knock. There's other feelings and things that are going to come up. There's other like, oh my gosh, I, I thought I knew what I was doing. Like, I'm really good at selling one-on-one. -on -one. Now I've got to learn how to be really good at marketing and selling group, really good at selling that many spots at one time. Then you go into delivery and you're like, I, it's one thing I was really good at one-on-one -on -one coaching, but how do I manage the energy of the group? And how do I manage someone who takes over or talks a lot? Mm -hmm. Like those are different. That's a different set of skills. And so the beauty of scaling is that it requires us to learn new skills. It requires us to meet ourselves at a different level because there are a lot of things that I noticed when I coached one-on-one -on -one that I didn't have to deal with mm -hmm. that come into play when you have multiple people in your uh, ecosystem. Yeah. In my head, I just got this vision of... I mean, everyone's probably seen this, but the, the wheels that are gears and they're all connected to each other. Like that's how I see these five categories. They're all the wheels and sometimes one wheel's bigger and one wheel smaller. So I'm thinking, oh, that's when we're focused, like in the next six months, I'm going to focus on the attraction or whatever. So I'm just seeing these and how they all work together and they run your business. It's such a fun visual. That is cool. <laughs> Okay. So you deliver and then evaluate. Okay. We're here. We're here to the stage. This is what I need to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, it's, it really is way simpler than people think, but it's, it doesn't feel so great because maybe people have this thought about numbers. And most of the time it just doesn't feel great because we're telling ourselves it didn't work. We suck. That was a yeah, mistake. Yeah. It, we, it, you know, it was awful. And usually in, in my opinion, it's because we're only looking at how many clients we signed or how much money we made. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually saying, how about we look at each part in the process and see how awesome we are. Because when you can look at each of the five parts, all we have to do is go and say, Oh, okay. Well, anytime you have somebody on a consult call with you, discovery sales call, whatever you call it in your world, anytime I have somebody on the call, they sign up with me. I'm amazing at sales. The challenge is I just don't have enough calls. Mm -hmm. So now that just means keep doing what we're doing over here in the convert and go over and attract more people. Yeah. Or we're getting lots and lots of people in, but- maybe they're not opening our emails 
for example. Oh, okay, no problem. Then, or maybe they're not signing up for a call. Then that means keep doing what we're doing on the attract part. The people love it. They're coming in. But why don't I have any calls on the books? Maybe we need to look at your email. Maybe mm -hmm. you're not actually asking people to get on a call with you. Maybe you're talking about it in coach speak or only talking about it in terms of the features This you're going to get this many calls and this, this many minutes and this many weeks. And they don't value that. When we look at each situation, each part of the process, then one, we get to pat ourselves on the back, first of all. Yes. But then two, there's actually something for us to do. Instead of, oh, throw our hands up. I don't know why this thing, this business thing isn't I working. Quit. I must suck. <laughs> I got to quit. Or, oh, webinars, they suck. They don't work. No, how about we look at the different parts mm -hmm. and how about we figure out where the breakdown was in that process that made this webinar not yield the results that you wanted. Because a lot of times, another thing that I see is people saying it didn't work, but it's just because they didn't get fully booked or they didn't get the number that they expected. I'm like, okay, well, I think you might consider being proud of yourself for doing it, being proud of the people that said yes, or being thankful rather for the people that said yes, because when we're in a space of gratitude, then mm -hmm. we have space for more people to come in the next time, because yeah. there's going to be a next time, right? I certainly hope you're shaking your head. Yes. And not quitting. What? Uh, yeah. I think I used to really think I wasted time if I didn't get the result that I wanted. And as you've talked about through each of these stages, it's a skill that you're developing. So I'm focused more now on what skill am I developing? Even if I didn't get the result I wanted, or if I did, how did I grow in that skill through this process of working on that? So I like the idea of evaluating this is what worked and this is the next skill that I'm going to work on in that area. Yeah. I mean, one other thing that I realized as I was looking through the ABCs of impact, I was like, because my my job as a physical therapist was just to figure out why is something not working? Mm -hmm. And what I realized is assuming that a person has an aligned strategy or a solid strategy, one that's been demonstrated by others that it works, there are three reasons why they're unable to execute on a strategy. And the first reason is that they don't have the mindset yet to execute on a strategy. Mm -hmm. The second one is that they don't have the skill set yet to mm -hmm. execute on the strategy. And the third reason why they can't execute is they don't yet have the assets to execute on the strategy. Oh. And so if we just take and think for a second, you said you like to speak. And so say, for example, if I was working with you and we were drawing up your minimalist marketing plan, one of your attraction strategies would be to speak, whether that be at big conferences, small conferences, virtual summits, like whatever, we would figure right. that out together. And so in order to be able to effectively execute on that strategy, we need 
the mindset, skill set, and assets. So what would that be for you in speaking? One would be, you need to have a speech. <laughs> That's like <laughs> number one. So do you have in a, a speech? And I would need to know what is the goal of that speech? Are we just is it like a TED talk where people just know your big idea that's out there? Or is this a speech that's designed to sell clients? Right. Can you pitch during the speech your offer or can it be a like, so these are the things. So that's the first thing you need that asset. If you don't have it, you're not going to be able to execute on the strategy. Even if I told you speaking works and you know, speaking works because you see people do it all the time. Then the second thing is, do you have the skill set once you have the speech to effectively deliver that speech? Do you know if I used to, I've have such a varied background, but I was in a performing arts school. So one of my, uh, my major, if you will, was theater. So do you know how to move about the stage if it's in, in person, right? Do wow. you know how to move your body? Do you know how to use your voice in a way that will effectively get across the point? Assuming again, that we have the right type of speech and it's written in a certain way. Do you have those skills? And then the mindset. Like, do you believe that what you have to say is valuable? Do you believe that you're good orator? Do you believe that there are people in the stage that need your help, that want your help, that are willing to sign up today? Yeah, that is so good. So I have never heard anybody say the asset part of it. So I always think, okay, you have a skill gap or you have a mindset gap. The asset part is amazing. So even now thinking I'm building a skill or I'm building assets, I just hadn't put it in that spot. So I love that you shared that. You're welcome. You're getting all the good stuff today. I'm getting all of it. Okay. So now I'm dying to know what's the one thing that most coaches forget to do in the beginning. They, you may have heard me put a clue in, but they don't, I call it setting your GPS. So they don't get clear about where the heck are we going and why. And I see this so often because people get out there and they just start doing a bunch of stuff. They're like, I'm in business and I need a website and I need a webinar and I need to, and it, they just driving around, burning up all their gas. And anybody that tells them turn right <laughs> or left, whoever has the best marketing at the time, Whoever said made the most money from whatever strategy, they just turn that way and they turn that way. And then it doesn't work because they didn't evaluate. And then like I wasted time. So they turn and drive and the other person points over here. And so we get into this, we're doing a bunch of activity, but we're not actually getting anywhere. And if I step in and say, well, where are we going? And like, I don't know. I'm just building a business. <laughs> Growing my business. <laughs> building a business. I'm like, well, but- you know, if we would just set the GPS first, yeah. then we would know which directions to turn and which ones to ignore. And even if we turned in quote unquote the wrong way, as long as we just kept driving, the thing mm -hmm. would say in 500 meters or whatever, turn left and get us back on track. Yeah. That's what I just did a recent podcast episode about all the coaches, how they buy all the stuff or all the programs or all the courses or whatever, and how to organize all those courses, but ultimately stop buying them until you need it, or you're going to go through it or, you know, finish developing that skill or that asset. But yes, we're so easily distracted because, you know, we don't have that set. 
I love that. So what, give me an example or a couple examples of what someone's GPS would say, like well, some of your it, clients, what is their GPS set at? Yeah. Okay. Totally. So it can, I, I like to look at income or impact. So I have a couple of clients that they're like, I'm going to 1 million in 2024. And I'm like, okay, that's the goal. So we know that part. But here's the other part. After you set the GPS, then you get to decide, are we going the scenic route? Or are we going to avoid tolls? Are we going the highway? Do you remember how we used to be able to set that? <laughs> and so you can tell me this is the address we're going to. We're going to a million. But how are we getting there? Like, are you going to hire a team? Are you going to add some new offers in there? Do you want to get there and be able to take four weeks in the summer off? Like, this is what I mean by setting your GPS and, and how it helps us to, one, not beat ourselves up and think that we'll never get there or that we freak out if we, quote unquote, make a mistake or turn the wrong direction. But we also get to get there in a more relaxed state because we know that we've built in stops. Mm -hmm. So we yeah. said we're going to stop in the summer to get there and we build the plan around that. Or if we said we want to go highways, we want to get there as fast as possible. We know we might be tired, but we know why we did it. And we know what we, basically where we're going and why we're going the way that mm -hmm. we're going. Yeah. And we take we're intentional about that, too, because then it helps us make some decisions like oh, I need to hire some people versus just, I'm just hiring people just to hire. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I'm picturing, okay, we're going to take the scenic route. We're going to stop and meet a lot of people along the way. So that's more than you're attracting. You would be networking more because you're meeting people and you're taking the scenic route. And then the mm -hmm. Autobahn would be spending money on ads. <laughs> that's yep. how you're going to get there. Yeah. It's just fun to think of all these different visuals. A hundred percent. And it's just like, okay. So again, the Autobahn or the airplane versus yeah. we're going to drive because maybe we don't have the funds to oh, take good. an airplane right now. So we're going to drive and we know it's going to take us longer. That's the trick. Like I tell people, you're going to pay either way, time right. or money you yeah. choose. Yeah. So good. I love this. Okay. Anything, anything else you want to share? There's so many things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do I have to say pick two? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no. I mean, I just, I think we've covered plenty today. I just think if people just start before they get into the ABCs of impact, if you, if you believe in what I just said, and then you just start and you choose where you're going mm -hmm. and how you want to get there, meaning how you want to feel when you get there, your business is going to be a much more enjoyable experience for you. Thank okay, you. so good. Okay, tell people if they want the ABCs of impact, what? how do they find you? Find me on Instagram at Tavana Denise, T-A-V as in Victor, O-N-A. D-E-N-I-S-E -E, and come say hi. I don't bite. I love talking to people in the DMs. And then if we were talking about your, your ABCs of impact and getting your own minimalist marketing plan, just reach out and say, hey, I'm interested in that. We can have a chat. I love it. Thank you so much for being on here and sharing that. Now I have all these mental pictures. I'm just really going <laughs> to go away enjoying the rest of my day. So thanks, Tavana. Thank you. 
Wait, if you're finding this podcast useful, you must check out the Organized Coach Academy. It's my course where I walk you through every step to get your business organized, to get yourself organized, to save money and time, to prepare to hire someone, to do all the things that you wanna do in your business with ease. Check that out at simplysquaredaway.com forward slash OCA. Also, I'm sure you've heard this a million times, but I would love it. It's my way of knowing that you're enjoying the podcast if you leave a written review. I have lots of freebies for you. They're linked in the show notes. You can find them in my bio on Instagram at Tracy Hoth. And until next week, have a beautiful day. Thank you.